Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Depending on who you listen to today, the end of this strange period of self-isolation and social distancing could remain in place for a few weeks, months or even a year. What I'm trying to do is make it very clear that those who think this can all be done in a couple of weeks with the lockdown, as they call it, that's just not true. Until a vaccine is found, social distancing is a way of life now. But with a glimmer of hope on the horizon, as the numbers show Australia is starting to flatten the curve, can we start to look towards throwing open our doors and once again being allowed to mingle with our fellow humans? Today, we're going to run through how we essentially unquarantine ourselves when that moment finally arrives. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Go out dancing. Dancing alone in my kitchen just isn't really cutting it anymore. Go to a spin class at the gym. I've really been missing my classes. Go on a holiday somewhere. Take myself out somewhere, even if it's in Australia. I want to go meet all my friends in the pub. I can't wait to visit my parents. I'm going to hop on a plane. I'm going to go see my family in Europe. Have a nice meal and get a bit drunk. We're all dreaming about the moment this whole coronavirus business is over. But when our Prime Minister is asked about how long we're going to be facing social distancing measures, we won't be getting the definitive answer that we're all so desperately wanting right now. I'm trying to get Australians to understand that there's no quick fix on this. Now, the six-month period was based on some early modelling that was done which showed how we move through a peak and go through to the other side and it returns to lower levels. Now, on the other side of a peak of cases, we can obviously look at how we might ease restrictions and we have to be careful about that. The COVID-19 coronavirus has caused chaos around the world, with some countries still in full lockdown and others, like ours, introducing a range of measures that will hopefully keep the country running while also ensuring the least amount of us as possible get the virus at the same time. The modelling on which the government has based its measures was released last week, showing we are flattening the curve, but it also showed worst-case scenario that left unchecked, 23 million Australians could be infected with COVID-19 in a matter of months. Seeing as the country's current population is just shy of 25 million, it would be a disastrous result for our healthcare system and lead to many Aussies losing their lives. With around 10% of all new cases now also coming from community transmission, we're being urged not to become complacent. Because if we do, we could end up in the same boat as some of our friends overseas, where infection rates are skyrocketing along with the death toll. 
But like all pandemics, this one too will pass. And there will come a time when we'll be told that measures are being relaxed. But what that looks like, how long it will take, and whether we'll be able to go back to the way we were before are all questions we don't really know the answer to. Dr Norman Swan is a GP and contributor to the ABC's Coronacast podcast. Dr Swan, we keep being told that the measures we currently have in place are working, but at the same time every day the infection rate and death toll is rising here. So are they actually working? As of today, the rate of increase is decreasing, so it's down to a very low rate of increase, so it looks as if we're coming off the peak. But when you dig down what sits beneath that curve, the main reason that's happened is a dramatic fall in overseas cases because we really clamped down our borders and the people off the cruise ships have largely flowed through the system. So that's great news. It's fantastic. Our border strategies work. Underneath all that, albeit at low levels, is non-overseas transmission, so local transmission, either because you've been in contact with somebody with COVID-19 or you've just caught it from somebody without knowing it in the community, community transmission. Now, that line is going up. It's not going up like a steep curve, like doubling every X number of days. It's a linear curve, just a steady increase. And that's changing a little bit. It seems to be flattening off, but it's still rising slowly. And as we've seen in Italy, in China, in Spain, and in New York, in the United States, very small numbers in a pandemic can become very large numbers very quickly. So that's what worries people is they see this community transmission occurring. It's probably in clusters in various parts of our major cities, particularly Sydney and Melbourne. And if that's allowed to slip, we could, boom, go back to where we were. And then you've got community transmission in a non-immune population of a new virus. And that's bad news. Okay, so what milestone are we actually looking for for us to start relaxing social distancing measures? You mentioned flattening the curve. How flat does it have to be before we're allowed out again? So the experts don't agree on this. The rhetoric from the government is, well, this could be six months, a year, or until a vaccine comes along. Being practical, you just have to say, how long can people tolerate being cooped up indoors with their kids? And people you see in the parks on a nice day at the weekend It's not because they're being wanton or psychopathic. It's just that they're going completely stir-crazy being at home. So it's not necessarily sustainable. It's not necessarily sustainable economically either. And so people vary. And here's the various scenarios. One is you keep people aged 70 and over indoors to protect themselves. And then you slowly let you put off the brake and allow everybody else to mingle and the virus to spread. And you slowly get a bit of immunity in the population And hopefully you don't overwhelm your intensive care units and kill doctors and nurses at the same time, which is the British scenario. I, but it's not me, it's a a group of modelers believe could occur, is where you don't just flatten the curve, you really knock it off. You really get it down to very low levels so that on any day, there's only maybe 9, 10, 15 new cases of COVID-19. And if you've got in place then a testing regime which tests every single person with symptoms, every single person with a fever, and you isolate, you test them. If positive, you isolate them. They stick to the isolation. You get the contacts. They get quarantined. And you ring-fence people and you ring-fence suburbs where there's clusters, a lot of activity. Then you could actually potentially slowly let your food off the brake and see what happens. And then it would have to be a staged process. It wouldn't be all of a sudden. It might be that you let kids go back to school because they don't seem to be big spreaders. It might then be that you'd allow 
restaurants to open and people to get back to, you know, a few categories of work that people are allowed to get back to. And you do one thing at a time, watch what happens. And over a period of time, you slowly get back to some semblance of normality, but it won't be normality. It'll still be social restriction. It will still be the economy working at a lower level, but nothing like we've got at the moment. And then the, the third option is total lockdown continuing, which nobody thinks can last. So it's not going to be a case of when the government gives us timelines like three months or six months, which seems to be the two we seem to be focusing on at the minute, it's never going to be a case of that day arrives and the doors suddenly are thrown open and everyone's allowed to get back to normal. No, and first the government, that's why they're being careful. I actually think it could happen in four to six weeks, not three months. But the problem at the moment is that the government is not laying out a path for the community. It's only giving the community partial advice. The government must have a plan. And I can't imagine for a moment the plan is a six-month plan. The plan must be shorter term than that. You do a deal with the community, which is we might be able to let you foot off the brake, but we've all got to be responsible here because if we're not, we'll be back in lockdown because there's well-recognized phenomena of second and third waves of pandemics where the pandemic goes away and it comes back. And the flu pandemic in 1918 lasted for a couple of years. It didn't go away immediately, just kept on going. And it can be very nasty on the second and third waves. There's no promise that the second wave or the third wave is going to be okay. It could be very nasty indeed. So if we do let our food off the break, it's slowly, steadily, over a period of time, watch what happens. And then as a community, we've got to accept intrusive temperature monitoring, probably. Certainly anybody with a symptom gets monitored, gets tested. We watch people around us and we make sure that people with a symptom do get tested, isolated, quarantined. We stick to it all. That's the price we pay for normality is two weeks at home. You mentioned the Spanish flu. We are about to head into what is traditionally Australia's flu season and winter. Could that potentially delay our release from social distancing? No, because we've got immunisation. So as long as people go out and get immunised, there'll be a degree of immunity. It's not a great vaccine, but it's okay. And it's certainly a lot, lot better than nothing. So we all should go out and get it, particularly pregnant women, and that will help immensely. So that will not delay things at all. We should be immunised against everything that we possibly can so that we don't complicate the situation in any shape or form. What will spoil it for us and delay it is a breakdown of social distancing and a second wave. Across Australia, the numbers of new infections are falling and there is the prospect of us returning to semi-normality at some stage in the coming weeks or months. But if you're expecting to be able to head to a crowded bar on a Saturday night with 28 of your closest girlfriends, well, that's going to have to wait. And if relaxing these measures starts to show an upturn in the curve again, then it's back to social distancing March 2020 style until they can get this thing under control again. So maybe when we are told we can unsocial distance to start with, we'll just have to be content with being allowed to go sit on a park bench and eat a kebab or a gyros where I come from. That's the quickie for today. Thanks to our producer, Melanie Tate, and audio producer, Ian Camilleri. And don't forget, while we are in the midst of this weird social distancing period, our podcast team is still bringing you a stack of great stuff to listen to. So head on over and subscribe to Mamma Mia Podcasts and get your ears full of fun stuff while you're stuck at home. <laughs>